0: for anything else. when I shared uh, there's something wrong with what you suggested but uh, if you ask me what I How many of you have an altar at home? And then uh, you all do daily offerings and puja? Yes. So, uh, what is this like? At the spotlight.
1: That one is okay, but the spotlight. No, the no. male is the spotlight. The small, small, that's the very small. Oh, okay. 20 from the
0: So, that's Ah, This the
1: first one. Any more requests? Uh, a
0: cappuccino. Coffee gets. <laughs> ah, uh, this is asking about the coffee. About uh, about this commentary. Uh, there was once some students who asked me about uh, these daily offerings. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't have to super elaborate, as simple as offering of light, water and incense. Uh, For those who are able to, some may even offer some flowers or some fruits. uh, In the Theravadan tradition, then uh, they would also offer uh, small cups of oneself no matter how trivial that practice is but to do it consistently yeah? uh, consistently that means if you commit to yourself to do uh, a certain practice yeah to do it daily yeah? uh, it is the consistency that gradually builds up this uh, this power. if you then it becomes, uh, 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 if you call it a routine, it may seem like something that you don't want to do, uh, yeah. But it becomes part of your daily routine in a way, yeah. Uh, and uh, just doing it that consistently then builds up a certain momentum, yeah, a certain momentum that you don't start your day without doing these practices. Uh, And as you do these practices, um, it reminds you and it sets the stage for your day. How would you spend the day? Uh, Not every day do we uh, rescue a person's life. Uh, Not everyone has the opportunity to do that. but it's not that uh, it is not because we are going to get to rescue someone's life that day that we do offering. Rather, uh, through the daily um, practice of doing offering, uh, we prepare ourselves for the moment yeah? uh, when the opportunities uh, arise. Then we are able to uh, go beyond our the, the norm to yeah. so reach out to another person. And again, it may not well be like wow, you know, big fanfare, I saved someone's life, I saw this person crossing the street, I uh, dash across. And you know real life oftentimes uh, may not be so dramatic now. Uh, yeah. But it may not be dramatic to us. For us to, to just uh, uh, Spend that five minutes with a friend, it may not seem dramatic for us to even just look at a colleague or a friend or even a stranger. And just look at the person and just not the head and smile. But to that person, it may be super dramatic. It may mean the whole world to that person that you actually acknowledge their existence. So when we do. Uh, daily practices such as doing the offering uh, some people ask or some people some of us may have this question like what is the efficacy of of putting small cups of water I mean if you want to take it literally then we should be offering a big cup like that to the Buddha yeah. but you've never seen anyone offer <coughs> a mug of water to the Buddha before. It is usually in some ceremonial classes. Uh, Case in point, in US, in our monastery, uh, my teacher actually makes it a point that when we do offering of food to the Buddha, it's in a proper plate. Uh, The way you would serve a person. Because typically, when we do offering to to the Buddha, or in a traditional sense, sometimes it's one small little uh, ceremonial cup of, of rice, and then the dishes are all in ones tiny bowls. You know, yeah. um, But regardless of whether you put it in this size or that size, uh, it is uh, first and foremost the the generation of this mental quality. Yeah. This mental quality to. Consistently uh, give yourself this opportunity to to build up this momentum. Uh, Starting with giving, being the first paramita. Giving itself, whether it is something immaterial like our time, or something more material, uh, such as physical objects, is still considered easy relatively easy uh, but despite uh, it being easy it is a very um, powerful practice why? because there are those who are not even ready to do that yeah? we may have met um, individuals around us uh, they are very nice people uh, but their sense of wanting to give to others well, quite different or there may be those who are open-handed to a certain group of people, but not to others. So here, when we talk about giving, uh, the practice of doing offering is to uh, break down all those boundaries, the artificial boundaries that has built up over time in our heart. Uh, that, oh, if I give to this group, that's okay, but not to other boundless uh, giving. So, so far, uh, we have, uh, in the earlier verses, uh, many descriptions of the different kind of uh, offerings, uh, the merits of it, and so on. So, last week, we started off on uh, repentance, started off on So when we do the practice of um, giving, uh, there's one uh, one set of texts that I've read before, very beautifully written, it talks about how uh, this initial practice uh, prepares the, the heart, uh, prepares the mind to make it fertile yeah, uh, by softening it, softening the heart. Uh, softening the heart so in uh, take for example the Buddha's Empires uh, it says that if you have a grudge with another person to remove that grudge two things that you can do one, you should give that person something two, if that person gives you something, you should accept very practical advice and it, yeah. give, give me something physical Some uh, object or something maybe. in all in yes. Yeah, yes yeah. but you never talk about uh, the, the value, the, the amount and so on mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but it, when I read this verse then I thought about it, oh yeah when person A, when someone is upset and any person, and that person offers something, usually the person who is upset they want to accept it, you know, and may come up with all kinds of politically correct uh, reasons to reject it. Yeah. Uh, and in that way, uh, our heart has hardened by rejecting it. You know? uh, so the Buddha's advice is very direct, you know. If you want to remove and crutch, you are serious, assess that by sensitivity, but assessing it, it breaks down that area of clarity directly. When it comes to giving is a person who thinks a lot. So uh, then I, I thought, if you think about it, in uh, in our daily life, uh, sometimes people do that also. gain peace uh, as well but it is clearly to to gain favors now so on the surface, the Buddha's advice seems to be similar uh, on the surface Uh, but the difference here, the difference is uh, when when, uh, people do that in a worldly way it is to gain in a one, one way direction, I give uh, to those who can bring me benefit. Of course, there are, there are cases where it's not for that purpose. Okay? So, here we are talking about the case where uh, people may do giving as well, but out a worldly uh, uh, intentions uh, to get worldly gains. And again, maybe maybe a very direct material gain. I give you something, uh, and then after that I can benefit. may not be from you directly, but because of what you can decide, what you can do. Or, I give to a person that I like. I give so that ah, the person will like me Or will look at me favorably. In in some ways, it may appear to be similar. Uh, But in a case of giving in uh, Buddhism, uh, or the way the Buddha advised, then it's not so much that you want to just give to give favor, but it's to remove that crutch. And if we were to go further than that, Buddhist sattvas practice the perfection of giving then to give not to benefit yourself when you give someone something or you receive something from someone, you give or to receive with this intention that may this itself uh, forge Uh, plant this wholesome karmic link and with this wholesome link may I be able to benefit this person in future So when you give with this intention, and you receive also with this intention, then uh, raise hand. Then, back, then, yeah, then, in that way, the, whether it's the giving or receiving, it plants the seed for future enlightenment. Then it moves towards. In Buddhism, sometimes we hear of uh, this this teaching that oh, not to be attached, yeah. Or then giving don't be attached, receiving also don't be attached, which is fundamentally true. Yeah? Uh, but oftentimes uh, the uh, the practitioner may then interpret it as uh, don't be so attached. Uh, can give if you get a chance to give, give. You cannot give that to. But it's actually about that your intent of giving, yeah, that it is not you're not attached to it coming back to you. Yeah. that's your question? So if
1: you have to have to back,
0: yeah, yeah. But in relation to the practice of giving. Yeah. Uh, yes. And this paper is not
1: the
0: same. I'm still dependent. It's my 32 is the same one. Oh, I haven't scrolled down yet. I wasn't talking about the text, (laughs) by (laughs) the (laughs) way. By itself, you know. Uh, if we think of perfection of giving and sense giving, uh, then you uh, we will miss out yeah? uh, the interconnected uh, implications. Yeah? Uh, so, um, the when we do these practices. Good to have a a, a reflective um, attitude. Yeah, to be reflective as we do these practices. No. Okay. So, uh, first. 31. Is this the same as the one that you have? Okay, yes. same one. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: so we've not covered 31 yet. Yes. i <laughs> Have I explained about what is a sinner and not? I have, right? So we have covered this already, 31. Right? I have already started on this, one because I explained this sinner part last week. So, um, all the evil that I, a sinner, um... I would, uh, I would, I would uh, probably translate it as a wrongdoer. that I, a wrongdoer, have committed, the wrong that clings to me through many evil deeds, all the frightful things that I have caused to be, I openly declare to you, the teachers of the world. and <laughs> see, So this is uh, uh, to do repentance uh, as I explained maybe two weeks before uh, the first step is really to to acknowledge the wrong uh, to recognize that it is wrong Uh, So in the uh, Buddhist tradition in the Buddha's time there wasn't really a ceremony per se it was, it was really uh, the, the monks or the lay disciple going to the teacher. In this case, uh, in most cases, the Buddha, and basically declaring what they have done. Yeah? In some cases, when they have done something wrong, they didn't know that it's something wrong, so others also couldn't tell. So the, so those who have seen the act would go to the Buddha. And consult the Buddha and ask whether that is befitting or not befitting. Uh, the Buddha do not then uh, jump to this or that conclusion. The Buddha would call the monks or nuns or the lay person uh, over and cross-examine the person, yeah, basically verify and say, "Is this true? Uh, is this true?" Yeah, and only after the person has um, uh, that is verified that whatever is reported is true, then the Buddha would comment on whether that is okay or not okay. Yeah. Now, a few things I want to highlight about um, doing wrong and confession. So, in the in our Chinese culture or in the Asian culture, sometimes we may not feel comfortable to. Uh, to, to do confession yeah? or we may not feel comfortable if someone were to go and report to the teacher we yeah? uh, may feel like the person betrayed us yeah? uh, actually in the west it's called snitching no? <laughs> yeah, snitching. Um, furthermore in the um, Buddhist tradition then uh, a certain mindset has developed over time where if anybody were to comment on somebody's wrong uh, others would quickly hush-hush the person and say, oh uh, don't speak ill of others Shh, shh don't talk Yeah. Um, the, so the thing I, I often ask about is if we follow the Buddha's uh, example, we find that the Buddha don't say such things. Yeah. Uh, when people reported to the Buddha to ask him what he think about it, he don't say, yeah you all can comment on people's actions, ah, <laughs> yeah, you all have committed uh, verbal karma." No, the Buddha don't say such things. Uh, there, there are rules about, um, about telling tales, yeah? uh, but to, to clarify, to highlight yeah, certain things that was done, so that there's clarity and uh, to ascertain whether something is right or wrong, uh, that itself is okay. Yeah, that's the first thing. Uh, why is that crucial? Uh, because the tendency uh, is that uh, while we are not comfortable to do confessions or repentance, uh, but at the same time, the it is not uncommon that in the Chinese culture Singapore, uh, where the the person uh, or other when something is done, then. The whole world talk about it, yeah, but do not tell the pleasant uh, uh, that, that that is also not helpful. Uh, that is also not helpful. You know? yeah, so these are all the uh, different circumstances surrounding uh, doing wrong and doing repentance. Yeah? So um, when we talk about doing repentance, in the Buddhist culture uh, the running speaking you if you break any of the precepts then you go to your preceptor yeah, to, to do confession or you go to your immediate teacher to do confession yeah. uh, and then in the process uh, your teacher or the preceptor would actually give you admonition yeah, uh, and Counsel you or advise you uh, uh, about the proper approach to things. Yeah? <laughs> just now in the in the car, I was just commenting to Louis that uh, sometimes sometimes students have this mindset. Uh, if I were to, uh, and it's not just to, to to Louis but to other students, before I have mentioned this, and sometimes when Sifu To comment on something, then some of you may think, Oh, yeah, Sufu is scolding people. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's the first conclusion. Second conclusion:
1: Oh, Sufu is scolding someone, Sufu is angry. Uh,
0: You all have this uh, mindset? Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, You all can hear who say that. in (laughs) (laughs) In Chinese, it's called. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so, uh, this, this is something that I want to highlight also that uh, perhaps, perhaps for many people this is the common thing yeah? that uh, we would uh, we would scold people and then it is usually because we are angry with that person. Yeah. Uh, so then the question is, between talking and scolding, is there something in between? There should be, right? There are a lot of different speeches. It cannot be that uh, a person either talk or scold. You know that you cannot ask a comment. That you cannot uh, make a statement. The moment you make a statement that is, is stern or that's scolding. Yeah. Um, I would go further to say that even if it is a scolding, the question is, is it warranted? Yeah. And further, just because a person is scolding another person, it doesn't mean that there's anger involved. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's anger. Even further to say that, even if there's anger involved, in, in many cases there's none. <clears throat> even if there is anger involved, what we should be concerned about is not the anger. It's about whether we really did wrong. <laughs> Isn't it? You know, why be so concerned about whether someone is angry or not? <laughs> if you really didn't do wrong, then then Highlight that, yeah? and and I highlight this not not because it's about me, you know, but because I've seen people quarrel before. And I keep highlighting to people, uh, better to speak up before you get angry or before you uh, get upset, yeah, and better to speak up without screaming and shouting, right? Because the moment you scream and shout, uh, people will not hear what you are saying. Yeah, they only hear your screaming and shouting. And for most people, they will be more than ready to placate your screaming and shouting. They will be willing to uh, uh, concede or to agree to whatever demands you have, just so that the screaming and shouting can stop. In which case, then. You may not even get your message across, the person may not even know what was the root cause of the problem. Yeah. And I see this around me happen over and over again. Yeah, it's just so amazing. Yeah. Uh, also these are the, the, the things. So but when you confess and do repentance in front of the Buddha, um, <coughs> So, I don't expect you all to scream and shout at the Buddha. Yeah. Uh, likewise, when you do conversion and repentance, the Buddha will not scream and shout back at you. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, in front of the Buddha, pray and then say, Oh, Buddha, today I did something wrong? Then the, the Buddha statue come off. Oh, you are! No. Even if it's the Buddha in person, then there, sh- there wouldn't be any such anger or emotions involved. What should be involved is a clear recognition that something wrong was done. That something wrong was done. If a person were to go through the process such as a ceremony of doing confession, uh, confession but do not recognize that it is wrong, then it is really just going through motion, no, just going through motion. So the first step is recognizing that there's something wrong, and the teacher would usually then highlight what is wrong about it, what is so wrong about it. Yeah. And it is only then can we start moving away from the, these habitual tendencies. Click for so 32. 醉业未尽前, 物身或王或先王, 云何托此醉, 故其, 呃, 其啊, 祈祷了其啊, So, verse thirty two. Twee So uh, so when we do the repentance uh, uh, the, the trouble with human life is that um, <clears throat> our life is relatively short compared to other realms yeah? uh, realms such as the heavenly realms but even more importantly uh, before we have completely changed ourselves corrected our wrong uh Our life may come to an end. Our life may come to an end. Before we have purified our uh, evil and (coughs) wholesomeness. So this Wu, as I mentioned before, refers to I, uh, or my body may come to uh, a a premature death. You You may die, before you even uh, have purified yourself of the evil that we have done. So then, in he tuo zi then How can we uh, be rid of this evil? Uh, so Because of that, gu qi su ju hu So, because of that, we... Uh, in a way, here it says, uh, yeah. uh, pray for a swift uh, rescue and, and support. Yeah. Before my evil has been plans away, it may be that my death will come to me. And so that, come but me, I might be free. I pray you quickly grant me your protection. Um, <clears throat> the, there's one thing I want to highlight. And it is that in the Buddhist teaching, we don't say that you have to remove all the past evil karma that we have done, then can you attain enlightenment. It is not that you must purify all your past karma before you can. Uh, So, uh, on what basis do I say that? uh, One prime example, uh, Parable Amgulimala. In the Buddha's time, there was this person whose original name was Ahimsa, the heartless one. Uh, He was corned and duped uh, by his own teacher, uh, not a Buddhist monk uh, at that point in time. He was a Brahmin. So he was duped into committing a series of very heinous killing. Yeah. His teacher told him that uh, he has to kill 1,000 person, 1,000 person to complete his training. Yeah. A lot of devotion and faith in his teacher, he 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 thought that that was the, true. Yeah. He thought that that was true, and so he. Went on a rampage and killed many people. Up to it is said 999. Yeah, can you imagine? Just to kill one person, that is wow. That gives me the you know uh, the sense Shiva sir. Uh, to kill 999. So then uh, Indian the, the, the his mother tried to save him it came to the point where the king set off with troops and his mother decided to go and and like, plead with him. Uh, the Buddha saw that he was this person uh, was going to kill his mother so manifest in front of him yeah. uh, and as I mentioned before it was to me it is at this moment that he saved himself he saw the, uh, the Buddha, yeah. to him just another ascetic. Yeah. And then he made a choice between mother and a random ascetic. He chose to go after the random ascetic. Yeah. And to me that is the moment where he he has shifted away from evil. Yeah. Uh, why? Because he could, he could have just chosen to kill his mother, who would be an easier target. Yeah, the mother is old. His mum is still quite young, you know. <laughs> and after chasing after the monk for a while, he cannot he could he should he should he should if he's out and out evil, he should have just run back and just mama, oh, sorry, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it is this whole series, you know, that he has really changed his mind. Yeah. So. Um, even with all this evil that was done, um, and in the end, he still suffered the consequences of those evil. Yeah, but before that, he has attained Paranatamu. So this is uh, a prime example of how attainment of enlightenment does not require you to purify all your past is, but your present body, speech and mind, must be purified past is the past. Yeah, it's really done. you cannot do anything about it. It's a matter of when there are conditions and environments. Yeah. Uh, but what is important is your present karma. Yeah, present karma. So, uh, the other thing I want to highlight about this verse is uh, when we say Guqi Su jiu Hu it is not so much that you pray and then the Buddha come and just cleanse your evil away. Huh? Uh, that cannot be done. Uh, this mindset of cleansing away the evil is not uh, cannot be found inside the Theravada tradition. It cannot be found inside. no such thing as cleansing. In fact, the Buddha in the early canon. Uh, even spoke against the practice of going into the to the Ganges River to bathe and to cleanse themselves. The Buddha actually t- told, told some of the Brahmins of saying that if that can be done then, <laughs> then you all should just get buckets of that <laughs> you water know, and just wash yourself. Uh, now in the Chinese Mahayana tradition uh, you cannot see this directly also, Uh, but some of these elements start to surface the idea of purification Uh, but still the focus is purifying your body's patient mind through your own practice Uh, now there are many people who have the wrong conclusion that in the Tibetan tradition uh, this can be done or Theravada sorry, by yourself is evil done, by yourself you pit and you by yourself you cease from love, by yourself you, you become pure yeah, Dhammapada wow. self-reliance group, you cannot ask pante to help you purify <laughs> yeah. then you come to Chinese tradition uh, uh, Buddha Buddhist can support but you must still do your own practice, so some people have the wrong conclusion ah, try Tibetan <laughs> Tibetan tradition, wow, uh, do the initiation for you and purify uh, there are a lot of this this kind of uh, uh, concepts that surface yeah? saying that oh, if you were to recite this mantra then even just once how many aeons of, of your past karma would be you know, plans the uh, teacher can do something now do not think that you are criticizing the Tibetan tradition I here to clarify something uh, I have not heard of the Lam Rim. Some of you have even studied Lam Rim yeah? uh, Put it down Ciddi uh, Kuang Graduate Path to uh, Enlightenment Now, uh, in, this, in this commentary There is a whole series of different uh, stages and in one of the stages, they talk about uh, the, the importance of the guru, yeah, the teacher. Yeah, how the student-teacher relationship should be. For those of you who have studied before, you will uh, recall, there's actually a section inside that talk about all the attributes and qualities of a teacher. And then somewhere there, there's one section that says, uh, no one can wash away the evil wrongdoings of, of, of yours yeah, not even the guru or the buddhas and so on and so forth <laughs> so this is what I want to clarify yeah, because we tend to have this mindset more. and traditions that are in Buddhism yeah, has the same core so how can it be that in the other lineages you cannot, then this village and says it can yeah, you cannot, yeah. so here when it says uh, about purification and then to pray to the Buddha for support uh, uh, for, for help not simply that, or oh, you uh, you can get away with things. are uh, uh, not that you can just simply get away with things. Yeah. So here, uh, quickly grant me your protection. Does it mean that you can just do stupid things and then <laughs> uh, Buddha Bodhisattvas will come and shield you yeah, or purify your evil and awesome thousand My late teacher, in his uh, in his. Sharing his teachings on uh, Kwan Sin Pusa Lin, the universal Dharma doors uh, uh, under the Kwan Sin Pusa's teaching. Uh, in that book, yeah, he shared uh, when we pray to Kwan Pusa, yeah, or, or Buddha for that kind of, for any anyone, yeah, uh, how does it work? Have you ever asked Kwan Sin Pusa for help? You all have? Did it work? Did it work? Oh, work for you, huh? <laughs> so, my teacher is very cute. Huh? He's very right? He says, So, when you pray that Kwan Sin Pusa will help, uh, then in the whole world, a lot of people should become rich, you know, because I think it's Because a lot of people will go and ask Kwan Sin Pusa for great wealth, you know. Isn't it? So, does it mean that uh, if we were to ask Kwan Sin Pusa for anything, then Kwan Sin Pusa will give us anything? You can raise your hand, but you must be... Otherwise it becomes interruption. (laughs) So, my teacher then says, uh, it is... uh, Kwan Seng Busa is also not stupid. Uh. <laughs> uh, Kwan Busa would use wisdom to, to look. Yeah. So first thing, when helping this person, does it help this person in the spiritual path? Does it give rise to defilements like greed, hatred or delusion? And that's why if anybody will go and pray to Kwan Busa, you know the Hong Kong warrior. <laughs> yeah. that, that
1: is just ridiculous. I mean, impossible. Yeah. If you go to Kwan,
0: city, you start farming. up you go to Pan you will you will to do? So when 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 that is when your mindset is is uh, in line with Kwan Pusa mind when your mind is filled with compassion filled with love yeah. when your prayers if your prayers is in the same direction yeah, uh, with love and compassion, uh, then your prayers is uh, connected. Is resonating, you know, like you, you, like the radio, you know. You tune into the station, ah, then you can hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, it's, if it's off frequency, ah, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so uh, when we hear it says uh, to pray for, for safety or, to, or protection, uh, the way is. Uh, my teacher explained. The moment your mind is connected with Kwan Sin Pusa, then your mind is not connected to the evil and wholesome things that you have done before. Let me repeat that up. If you are uh, praying to Kwan Sin Pusa such that your mind is in line with Kwan Sin Pusa, with love and compassion, then your mind is not connected to the evil and wholesomeness that you have done and in that way whatever that has ripened or is on the verge of ripening doesn't mean that it just disappears but it cannot take its full effect Uh, in this way there is that protection in this way there is that protection so in in Buddhism when we say we do dedication we we do prayers uh, it is not uh, baseless. It's not like oh, you just do, you, you just continue with your your normal way of life, uh, have all kinds of crazy thoughts, want to harm people, some people, and then somehow your prayers got answered. <laughs> no, yeah. It is it the the, the, the law of causality uh, is still applicable throughout the whole process. Uh. Yes, feeling. Uh, don't see, don't steal my thunder. <laughs> Much coin for just just <laughs> uh, so on one hand, on one hand, it is mainly the, a huge part of it is whether we are able to steer our mind in a wholesome way. Uh, on the other hand, there's also the element of like uh, again, I quote my teacher, and he says that. For example, there are cases of how the Buddhas or Bodhisattvas, they will observe, ah, now who can help this person? And then they will, they will go and find that person who has the counter hmm, to come and help help you. But, having said that, uh, there are also cases where you cannot find <laughs> So if you have never done any good things on Buddha also go <laughs> I would say that uh, if we say that it's, it's, uh, it's totally Kwan Fusa doing everything that's wrong if we say that uh, it is purely just us in some cases it can be done yeah? uh, but so let, let me let me let me give an example for example like uh Even in real life, without any of us having some supernatural power, uh, if let's say I know that someone uh, is doing a project, yeah, and this person in this project with this company, uh, there's an opening. Let's say in the most of people I know are in the tech industry, yeah. So let's say in this field, there's an opening of for uh, a tech position. Because SIPA has many students, and some of the students come to me for counseling, for work, for family, whatever. And then, it's out of all the people who come to me for counseling, one of them happened to uh, maybe uh, have some issue with work. Then, maybe looking for another opportunities. And then, since I know, all I have to do is okay, maybe I can do the introduction. But I cannot make that person hire. I mean, I, I can like, Maybe <laughs> I don't know how how much my how much weight there my my words have. Uh, like you will hire him. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but it also depends on how they link. Uh, if the person whom I try to introduce, actually after introduction, the, the person say hey, is who I see, huh? after the interview the whole team decide not a good fit man. Yeah. not that he's bad but, or she's bad but not good fit uh, then how? Uh, uh, but this is just an example I will tell you for a fact that um, uh, this is really uh, this, is, this really happened this really happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was someone uh, who wanted to to ordain, and then uh, asked asked uh, Buddha or Buddha for help. Yeah. And it's something. It's not just just like imaginary or whatnot. It's is something very tangible. Basically, to to clear off some debt. And shortly after so within a short time uh, there was some project that was just that just landed on the person's lap literally and then eventually uh, when it came to payment the the the, the, the payment was short by one thousand but it turned out that after uh, the payment was done when it is shot by 1,000, it was just nice to pay off the that <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, I highlight like this because um, in my classes, I, I usually advise students don't take the Buddha as an ATM machine. <laughs> oh, hey, hey Buddha, this week a bit tighter.
1: <laughs> I
0: brought two oranges. <laughs> no, no, we shouldn't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> But,
0: uh, despite that, I know of uh, that case. Yeah, That case that I just mentioned to you. Uh, it is not here say Heard from somebody long time ago, 500 years ago. No, in present life, yeah. Uh, so.
1: Is that okay? This marriage, hopefully, that person will change. It. Is this something really because I'm like, we dedicate to people who are not feeling well? Yes, say, yes. But if in such a situation, we would like to dedicate a marriage to that person, hoping that he or she will change to return whether the sun kong yi, yeah, that direction,
0: mm-hmm. is it possible? Is it possible? Uh, I would say that uh, it can, it, it is possible. Uh, but it may, your knowledge may vary. Yeah. Yeah. There's an expression that's saying that it may take longer or shorter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now the important thing here, uh, if I may, uh, to to link what it, uh, what is it, probably in, in your mind and what you just asked. This not to say that we have um, unlimited, unrestricted uh, influence over people. You no. Know, it, 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 it doesn't mean that uh, Sufu can just sit, sit here, you know, go on with their life and Sufu everyday, may all of them be enlightened. May all of them be enlightened. And then one day when you wake up, it eh? oh, feels a bit different <laughs> Yeah, what I would <laughs> <huh? laughs> <laughs> what I would and like that uh. <laughs> 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 or then suddenly someone's going you then you're like today eh? so yeah, I can't get angry what happened now <laughs> <laughs> no this cannot happen also yeah, this cannot happen also uh, so it's coming together with a lot of conditions mm. the prayers just serve as catalyst if you will yeah catalyst if you will mm. even in the case of uh, the project to help with uh, debt so that the person can uh, go forth. Uh, the person must be, must have the ability to do the project yeah, and to, be, to do it to completion. Yeah. Further, um, if you think about it, uh, it's not a small sum of money, so for only that becomes a help only if the person is really pure in the mindset. Otherwise, what well, hey, if something goes a windfall Then all it takes is that change the mindset. Ah, hey, actually, why why do I why don't the person just uh, stay on and make a lot of money? Uh, so the, the the assistance is just uh, a catalyst, if you will, or a support. Uh, it is not a replacement of effort on the part party as well. Uh, the efficacy of dedication is quite amazing. Uh, it's quite amazing. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I tell people also um, if you can directly change something when do you like that it's raining and the uh, window is open right You don't have to spend hours chanting and. Someone went close to it. (laughs) Someone went close
1: to it. First of all, I still believe that my my friend's husband Uh, he actually passed away peacefully because of your prayer. Because
0: of what? Your prayer. Because of what? <laughs> remember <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. Remember. because of and you' because
1: you tell the wife very clearly that you cannot uh cure his cancer you just he, you, you just can pray that he will pass away peacefully
0: <laughs> I, yeah, it, is, it is just part of the whole series of conditions. Uh, if, for example, your friend's uh, husband, if uh, there's some very heavy karma, um, can you help it also? Uh, one, one thing that I uh, sometimes highlight like to people, like if you have a friend who is not a Buddhist, and maybe is repulsed by Buddhism, you may do prayers, but don't do it in front of that person. Because, as much as you have the kind intent, uh, but if the person is going to be consciously repulsed by what you are doing already, then it doesn't connect with what you are doing. Uh, so, it is also because your friends are still connected with whatever one's done. Verse There is someone called uh, King Yama that is mentioned in the sutra. Yeah, King Yama. This King Yama, I think, is what we call Yellow Wama. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> King Yama. In the uh, Pali Canon, the Buddha made references to King Yama repeatedly. Yeah. So, uh, but Sifu has has a question. How many of you believe that there's King Yama? <laughs> yes. King yellow, uh, How many of you believe that there's yellow one? M-? How many of you think that yellow one M- don't exist? <laughs> <laughs> that really don't pass message to me <laughs> <laughs> so in the sutta the Buddha did mention about uh, King Yama who who would um, who would ask the person who has passed away like, sort of like Not so much to punish, but to like, sort of like, admonish the person, like, why didn't you do any good? Yeah, it is in that way, you know, the conversation that is described. is that this this King Yama would actually question whoever comes to him and say, why didn't you do any good? Didn't you see an old person, and didn't it occur to you that you will grow old also? Instead you just while your youth away. Didn't you see a sick person that even when you're well, you're not sick, that you may fall sick, that you should have taken the opportunity while you were young and while you are strong, able body and healthy, that you when you see others who are growing old or sick, that you should take this opportunity to do something good in your life. But you didn't. Likewise when you while you are still alive you not you see that, the, that death comes to all. That when others pass away you should think, Hey I can die any time or so. Yeah. Thinking in this way, then you should have made better use of your life. Because you didn't, so you did now have to suffer. <laughs> yeah. So the role of King Yama is not so much that he's there to decide where you go. Yeah. Our path, our destination uh, is decided by ourselves, our own karma. Uh, so this this person, this King Yama, uh, while described in the Sutta, is not what we typically think of as a magistrate, you know, or like a, a biter deciding a judge. Uh, it's not there to judge anyone, but it's there to really like, hey, why didn't you do the, the right thing? You can go and look at the Sutta, search for the Sutta called the Messengers, the Divine Messengers. Divine Messengers. So related to this question, whether there is Kimyama, is the other question: Is there hell? You know, is there hell? So I want to uh, say that um, you will find that I, have, I have so so far I have been quoting from the Pali Canon. Yeah, why? Because this is a Tibetan text, and if I were to quote from the Chinese Mahayana Sutra. They are both under Bahá'ída tradition. It doesn't give it more weight or credence to it. Yeah. So, if you find it also inside the Pali Canon, then it means that it's in all traditions. Yeah. In the Pali Canon, there is mention of uh, hell. Uh, but I want to highlight uh, uh, It's easy for me to just say, that's hell. Okay, count it story, next page. But I want to highlight that there are two general categories of description: one, literal description; the other one, uh, figurative description. Let me go to the figurative description first. Where the Buddha will say, um, uh, there would be this uh, a man uh, who who lived that in his life, indulging in. Sensual pleasure and at some point when he died, he would experience pain, much pain. It is as though, uh, and that's the key thing, it is as though, it is as if a person was to, to be held down by two strong men and a third one would smash his head with a, with a hammer. This is a description. Yeah. And further, uh, then it goes into a different, different description and it is always he would experience much pain, excruciating pain, it, it, as though a person would be held down by two strong men and his head is being split by a third person. And so it's all description. But so in this case, the description is just highlighting that there will be painful consequences. How painful? As painful as that. But that is figurative. Doesn't mean that it, it is literally. You're going to be held down by people, but yet in some it is quite literal. Yeah. So, uh, only one way to find
1: out. Go on. Go ahead, ahead take a look. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: but this is what I shared with students before. In these two categories of description, uh, what is not common is one is figurative, one, one is figurative, one is literal. Literal means that there's really such a place. Figurative means that uh, it may not be literally people holding you down. Yeah? If you go to uh, A&E and around. you see this happening really. You, s- you go to the hospital, um, being ordained as a monk, uh, it is... Uh, It is a privilege to be invited. Yeah, because in Asian context, sometimes even when a family member is not well, you don't inform the whole family, you know. You only inform those who are who really need to know. Yeah, because patients were very close, you know. Yeah, so I consider it a privilege. And each time when I go to the hospital to visit patients, uh, I see yeah, you rarely see someone that like, hey, happy. Yeah. <laughs> I come in here, no, everybody is, is sad. Yeah. and worst case, if you go to those um, uh, wards where it's intensive care. Yeah, there was this young man who suffered um, chemical burns and work. Yeah, for months, uh, almost a year, uh, he was he was in the intensive care. Then after that. level uh, but still when we visit we have to wear the suit you know yeah. and uh, even then don't allow too many people to visit every day. Yeah. why because of infection fear of infection yeah. uh, the doctors were I don't, I don't know I don't know whether that's the norm but the doctors were quite uh, pleased with his recovery because the, for the degree of birth most don't survive it. Yeah. So uh, if you ask them how is it like, they probably will tell you well it's, it's just like that, just like being burnt. Not not just burnt once, but any movement they will feel pain throughout the whole body for those with you know, those skin uh, or, or the burnt victims. Uh, can you imagine more boiling water and then that sensation just stays there for the whole day yeah. uh, now if you think that that is just part of life or that's like you know uh, when people fall sigma but yet if you look at many parts of the world we do that for animals. You know? uh, so to me i, I don't need a, the hell to be a physical literal place yeah, because we can see living hell all over just this small little planet. I don't need another world to have it. If I have a choice, I would have this wish, and I can have a wish is to to say that yeah, let our world be the only world with this kind of pain. You know, yeah, let that not be held anywhere else. Yeah. So.
1: Shall I wish that to break away from that physical suffering, hmm. or shall I wish him a possible way to recover? I will be at a loss which would be the more ethical wish, hmm. <coughs> and if I should wish that. Is that a fact?
0: So, for myself, when I do uh, visits and I uh, offer the, the, the request for the prayers, uh, I recently shared with some of this. Uh, sometimes when you do visits, you have a hard to describe how, long, but you have a feel, you know, whether the person is going to make <laughs> it. Yeah, but re- regardless of that, I would often. Do the do a bit of sharing of Dharma uh, if possible with the patient. Uh, and you have to be tactful with that also. There was this cancer patient uh, has passed away since. Uh, there was one day when I went to do a house visit and halfway through the because the, she herself want to hear the teaching. So I was sharing halfway and then I can see that she was like, wow, and she was uh because I'm uh, Ma so she has to she she sit in the other chair. So at some point I was like, ah, are you okay? Do you want to sit over here and then they're like, no, no no, you sit here. Then, no no no. She's the patient <laughs> she should be more comfortable. I, I don't need to be comfortable. <laughs> I'm here just to if I want to be comfortable, I mean in my mind, right, If I want to be comfortable I can just stay at home you know in my room. <laughs> And then even then, when she was comfortable, like maybe just 15 minutes, she, she couldn't like, like con- concentrate really. So I had to stop it. Yeah, So I said, why don't we take a break? But actually she was okay. And oh, this is, sorry. You, you get on, you get on. Yeah. Then, And in many cases, if it, it is a, like for that cancer patient, uh, it is uh, where, multiple business but in some cases uh, it is when the, 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 the family members have been informed by the doctor that Mind, I will also um, have uh, my own prayer that if the if the patient uh, if the patient has the conditions to recover, then uh, may the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas aid this patient in, in uh, recovery. Yeah. And if not, uh, may the, the, the physical pain and discomfort sign If let's say the person's lifespan is due already, then uh, for for this person to have a good rebirth. Uh, This is what I I will pray for them. Uh, When I was first trained as as a mentor counselor, uh, Paris and Council from sort part uh, of the group of 10 over 20 of us a handful of us were, 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 were selected to take on actual cases and then we were told that there are different categories yeah. I was first given uh, adolescents to to delinquent delinquents uh, to council there are those who Assigned um, uh, the, the sick terminally ill patients. Yeah. And during the training, the advice given was that uh, not everybody is, uh, is uh, ready or able to face sick patients. Uh, so, depending on suitability. Uh, much later uh, in the past, Few years as a monk. Uh, sometimes I would I would advise students give them the exercise of doing volunteer work. But I have ever encountered students who tell me that uh, they, that she has to politely decline uh, because she has tried it before. After one visit, she she was so traumatized she she became depressed. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is not. Wrong to feel that way because we are just different. We, we respond differently, you know. For some like that student, she one visit cannot cannot take it. Yeah, she she became so sad. She, maybe not to the extent of having depression, but she just feels so sad. Yeah. So yeah. So well, we are just different in that way. So pace yourself. Yeah, pace yourself. is the recognition that uh, we are not in total control. Yeah, not in total control. Yeah. Uh, we can do what we can to render support yeah. uh, but uh, we cannot simply okay and say, okay, i do this prayer I'll yeah, be fine. <laughs> yeah, I like what Father Pastor si once said. He, he, he mentioned about how he explained it this way, he says, when we do the prayers, it is not that uh, my prayer then you know, suddenly it will be recovered. But when he do his prayers, he pray for the suitable person who is able to, to cure you or to help you to come into contact with you. Yeah. And I think that is uh, that makes a lot of sense to because doctors being doctors, are not that one purposely, some way you, but somehow you're, you know. Yeah, I've had some uh, students who have cancer so one of them told me that she, she had been going to this oncologist and somehow kept getting infection and the oncologist said, ah, don't worry, it's a normal side effect, then until one day she finally decided to go to see another one and the other one, look at the the medication it's like why stop stop this medication you, you cannot continue your body is you not know, take it so after the switch well, the, the, the response of the body is so drastic, so much better uh, so sometimes it's, it's really finding the right match uh, so I, I like how he look at the praise yeah. oh. so uh, yeah, relating to this, uh, I want to ask you: What is the attitude of the Buddhists on merciful uh, killing? Uh, Euthanasia, Euthanasia. Euthanasia, right? right. Yes. So I mean, um, that there is some country in Europe practicing it. Yes. It's legal, I mean, Yes. Yeah? I think Holland, Sweden, some of these countries. Yes. It is. Uh, it is allowed. Yeah. So, so did Buddha say something about that? Yes. Uh, Fundamentally, any form of killing requires you to have the intention to end a person's life. Unless it's accidental. But you cannot accidentally press a switch. You know what I mean? Uh, So, uh, having said that, the Buddha did kill someone in the past life. Checked this uh, a few times about how uh, the, the whole basis for him to make that decision was that that was the only way to to prevent a worst case scenario yeah. and that, that is a very big uh, question mark in that he was able to see that that was the best case scenario yeah. in a way like a choice of two evil. And even more important that he was ready to face the consequences of that evil. He don't simply say that, because I, this is the best case, so this is not evil anymore, I shouldn't have to suffer. Yeah. So, uh, knowingly he do it, knowing that he's going to experience pain in the future because of that. Yeah. Uh, and it's not simply because uh, he, he owes him uh, that punishing lesson, but simply because it was basically that the intent to kill was really just like a minimal thing compared to the whole massive amount of compassion he had for the rest of them. Yeah. So, uh, the question is whether uh, that is possible for most people. Yeah. And so in Buddhism, killing is never sanctified. Yeah. Uh, now, when it comes to euthanasia. Uh, I also want to highlight that um, having consideration for the teachings is is wonderful. But um, looking at the whole circumstances for the family is also important. There was one uh, case of a a 12-year-old girl who drowned By the time I was called in, it was already a year later, and she has been on life support for one year. When I visited the family, I was invited by a, a, a Christian counselor yeah, because the family is Buddhist, so she referred them to me. When I went there, uh, she the, the 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 young girl was in a in a bed with the ventilator in the. So we talked, we, talk, we chatted, and oh, it was really heartbreaking. Yeah. The father and mother started off telling me that they have met and seen like uh, high monks from all the different traditions, uh, including the elders, <laughs> including Vipoche, Sayadol, some Whatever, wherever you can think of. So, to be very honest, that morning I was like, when I heard that, I was like, <laughs> so, in my mind I was like, that's what am i doing here. <laughs> like, I was, uh, uh, but what went through my mind was that like, I told them, uh, I was more concerned about them than the child. So I told them that, um, you see, if a person is already on life support and if you switch it off, you're not killing the person. It's, it's that the person cannot survive by himself. If you know that the person can be killed in three months' time and you choose to knowingly switch it off, then you are depriving her of the chance. One year, cannot wake up. Of course, there are cases where the person has been in coma, in life support for 10 years, 20 years, and then suddenly one day just wake up. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I say we have to consider the circumstances of the whole family also. Yeah. It is not just the financial burden, but emotional baggage also. Okay, imagine, I mean, when I went there, uh, really, every morning when you wake up, you see your daughter lying in the living room. And then there's as the, the, the younger sister. Yeah. So I told them, I said, you have, to, you have to also consider whether, you know, for the younger one. Yeah. It is not healthy. Yeah. So, um, after much talk, I, I told them, I'll do a prayer. Uh, but I highlighted to them that if you were to switch off the, the life support, you're not killing your child. Yeah. Because I my, my rationale is this, in the Buddha's time, there's no so much a thought. Yeah? World War One casualty is super high. World War II, much lower, but still high. Yeah? Uh, much lower in what sense? Much lower in the sense that uh, when they lose a leg, they can still be rescued. Yeah? Whereas in World War One, medication wasn't so good, you even you, you have a cut that's it, you die. <laughs> It's a matter of when you die. Yeah, uh, uh, three months you die. Yeah, so casualty in the past uh, was quite different from now. Yeah, so not suggesting that you have a, a cut then you just let yourself lead to death. Yeah. But in those cases where it is indeterminate, yeah, then we have to weigh in on all the other factors. Uh, when we finish the prayers, and then I went to, we went, or rather we, we, I finished the counseling, we talked for one, two hours. Um, then we went to the, to the bed. I, I helped her Um I've told you all before, I'm a very numb monk. <laughs> like, go to many places, we go, oh, Sufu, can you feel the cizang? I'm like... <laughs> 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 yeah, but that was the one time where I really feel, feel no life, yeah. so in my mind, I, uh, after doing the prayer, in my mind I do my own prayer that, like, if if the lifespan of this this young child uh, is over, yeah, if it's due, it is due, is due is due, you know, yeah. Uh, again, I don't claim credit for it, uh, but a couple of days later, the I think over the weekend, the parents decided to the ventilator, but just before they could, uh, I think the, a day before the date they're supposed to pull, uh, there was a complication uh, in the lungs, and then uh, life sign just and within a few hours passed. Yeah, uh, okay. I must highlight that if if anything at all, I'm just part of. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why my mom sometimes would teach me that yeah, my A lot of people always but not always some people so I told my mom what they said, great compassion, wisdom. You think these two is not powerful? <laughs> yeah, uh, but, Yeah, to, to me it was a, a the best closure for the for the family, for the parents. Yeah. Uh, because they, they they had decided already. But before they could put a plant, then suddenly Yeah. So This teaching, we say that uh, death, uh, death finally is com- complete only when the uh, consciousness that means not our wakeful consciousness uh, but the uh, alaya consciousness has has dissipated. Yeah, only then uh, do we consider the person to be dead. Uh, as recent as maybe 100 or 200 years ago there's a lot of uh, misdiagnose of death. So in the past, when people say that the person came back from, from death, it was basically that the person don't show visible signs of death or, or of life, and then was diagnosed as, okay, has passed away. But actually, it's just dormant. Yeah. So um, you will see in the, in the movies, you will see if you are in the hospital yourself, the doctors would have a few different levels of tests. Yeah? Our most obvious, we think is, oh, is that pulse, is that breathing? Uh, but these are very crude way of detecting the, the, the presence of consciousness. So when they use the touchlight and the flash, and the eyes, some of you actually have more knowledge than me, it is to test the, the I think the, what is that, the reptilian, a response thing yeah whether the dilation and focus if the person is totally dead no matter how you flash nothing will happen so uh, because of these progresses now science is able to tell us medical science in particular is able to tell us whether the person can still be rescued When the person can become a life support, uh, I I have been telling people, it's a it's a it's unfortunate that I cannot encompass the person's mind yet. If I can, then I can just enter the journal and then ah okay, gone already. You can plug off. <laughs> yeah, because if you look at the teachings, it's supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, when the Buddha himself. Entered into Parinibbana. On the surface, some of them thought that the Buddha has passed away. Then, Venerable Anuruddha, he said, No, 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 he has not passed away. He has entered into uh, the form Jhana. The life science is all gone. External life science are all gone. Uh, But that particular Arahant, he can encompass as, Ah, Buddha is not gone yet. And sure enough, it took a while, but whenever Mahakashapa when he arrived, he respect, then the body went into flames, supposedly uh, automatically. Yeah. So from this, among other cases in the sutta, uh, it is then said that uh, those who have cultivated a certain degree is able to see whether the person has completely passed on question is, is it more compassionate to just pluck it off? Um, I wasn't there to decide for them or to advise them whether to wait for one year or not. I may not have advised them to wait so long as well. Yeah, But I suspect whoever came before him to counsel them, to talk to them, um, on one hand, we are forbidden to advise people by our on code. For two um, no one want to suggest that you know what I think it's time to give up and then one week later the, the child <laughs> you know what I recover so I think it is uh, it is tricky for for, the, for those who came before me uh, for them to advise this way or that way yeah. uh, I don't know how I would advised, but i like to think that uh, I probably wouldn't advise them to wait for one year. Yeah. Probably but it's hard, hard to draw a line. It's, it's half a year enough. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, perhaps one year was quite was needed for them to put it forward. The wanton lot of them Lives tasks done, or still do. We cannot stay. And whether ill or well, we cannot trust our lives, our fleeting, momentary lives.
1: Uh,
0: no, <laughs> this is not one time, one This is a or one time. Yeah, that means.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not. A, <laughs> I know, so a long come time come ago come I saw the, yeah, I know what one time and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it is basically it is in a way a, a description of how death uh, Dev is not careful death don't choose death is not something here, why it says lot of death uh, it should be seen that death itself it's not a careful it's a person, it's not a careful person and it's not a person who, who is uh, going to have reservation about things if, if that can be personified as a person it's wanton yeah. wantonly he will just take your life, if it's time, it's time don't bargain with you. Uh, this is what it's saying yeah. and as a result you can't predict you cannot argue, you cannot predict, you cannot bargain, you cannot know that when He's going to come for you. Uh, yeah, this is what this line is trying to say. i have not talking it, but not <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, 不戴罪禁口, uh, yeah, So, uh, the, the, the gist of this verse is that uh, because death itself is such uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't let you uh, uh, decide it doesn't let you it doesn't. so whether or not you have purified, whether or not you are ill or not you, you can, can just come you know you yeah, can just come yeah? and so how verse 34 in Wu, oh, this again, this Wu is Wu 照种种, so, uh, earlier In is who loves the she says, she, this is the way our life is that death can come anytime, yeah. uh, not not planned, huh? <laughs> not planned. Uh, there was once I, I mentioned about how uh, the Buddha, the Buddha declared to his disciples that he's going to pass away in three months' time. Yeah. It must have been quite such a such a shock to his students that like, ah, he's going to pass away. Now in contrast um, in contrast today if you are told by a doctor that you only have three months left not to mention how other people will respond how would we take it to know that we only have three months left if we go by the Sutta the Buddha was the one who relinquished his worldwide force but barring that he didn't it like, oh yeah, so I see now. Ha no. It was, and with that pro- proclamation, he started a journey all the way to Kusinaga. Yeah, and along the way, he would assemble his students and give teachings. And in fact, if we go by the Mahaparinibbana Sutta, he was. Teachings after teachings all the way until the very final moment where one of the wanderer came and wanted to see him and Ananda tried to stop and said, The master is you know in need of rest, don't come and disturb. But the Buddha said, No, no, let him come. Even up to the last moment. But then he, he highlighted I will, uh, that he was speaking brief, no you must. I cannot give you a long got no time to read you. So just give him a brief, and he left. And after that, shortly after that, he attained enlightenment. So. This is how the Buddha spent his life, up to the very last, last breath. So, uh, how about us? And how do we uh, look upon death? How do we think, uh, we live up to? Two hundred years old. As my late teacher always joke with us, woman, woman, I sound, what is it? we doing? will not die, we will live until two hundred years old. So, uh, further, what happens when we die? Uh, We do not truly understand or know. Or perhaps we forget that when we die, we actually relinquish everything. Everything material is taken away from us. Everything. Every single thing that we have worked so hard for. And life is in a single direction, towards death. Uh, this is the tragedy of this, this human life yeah uh, but because of this not knowing then what do we do wei ching yu chou yu yu so those who are close to you and those who are your enemies yeah. uh, you, you, you have uh, fondness for some like for others. Because of all this, not just over people that you don't like, you know, here. Yeah. Uh, even those that you're close to, uh, because of this, what do we do? Because of that, we do all kinds of uh, wrongdoings, uh, wrongdoings. And we must pass away forsaking all. But I, devoid of understanding, have for the sake of Friend and foe alike provoked and brought about so many evils. Yeah. Uh, so, better to act with wisdom. Yeah? Yeah, act with wisdom. Do not because ah, this is my best friend, this is my good friend, so I must, I must do this, I must do that. Or oh, this is someone that I don't like, so I must do this, I must do that. Of course, having said that, it's not easy, yeah. but precisely because it's not easy, so the Buddha keeps on highlighting to us. So we must at least try. So There's this uh, this verse that I want to uh, highlight to you. Maybe you can go and search. It is the Pusien Pusa Tichomti, the exhortation uh, to the assembly by samantha uh, bhajan. Yeah. Uh, it goes uh Chanted, you know, uh, beautiful, beautiful chanting. Yeah. Next week, next week. Yeah, you are going to find, uh, and find our you the rest. Let's put our phones together. <laughs> 念到這遍懺經了。